around 20, like 19, 20 is when they were bubbling up. And then I remember asking my brother, who again is this straight and narrow, Friday's guy. I was like, bro, do you ever think about living differently? I do, I do, I do get this. I, I do feel like, thank you for being here. I do feel like if you want to get a point across, there was a point in time, I will tell you this. Actually, you actually brought up a really good point. Uh, there was a point in time where I did want to be, it seemed like I did want to be wor- much wordier than I had to be. Like it was like sometimes I would be trying to discuss something and it would be overkill. But sometimes because ideas are extremely complex, I'm like trying to hit all the different layers. So sometimes there's a lot of fucking words. Then I read this book, The Art of Public Speaking by Dale Carnegie, and there was a point in it where it was just in that book is beautifully written. It doesn't even seem like it was written by like a regular writer, it seems like that person was just like a sage. Mm. Or there were like a team of sages that came that like wrote this golden book. Um, and they just talked about words are great. Getting a great grand vocabulary is fantastic. Etymology, interesting. That's That's fantastic. But the point of communication is to get the point across. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, so to you and Anthony Stokes' favor in this, yeah, like I get it. Sometimes you just want to grill cheese. Like sometimes you just, <laughs> like you're just trying to get straight to the point. And I, I get that. I think there's definitely a an art to very short, pithy, concise, like heavy hitters. And I think, <clears throat> you know, there's how we're talking about it in this situation where you, yes, you can be very wordy. Um, um, but then there's also different situations. Like I think about if I talk with my dad, I'll ask him a question, just a basic question, but I'm going to get the whole history behind how we got there. <laughs> and my mom and I will just look at each other like, here we go. So sometimes I have to kind of, kind of prime him and be like, dad, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a question, but I don't need the full history behind it. It could be a simple question of, you know, how was the girl? Well, you know, that would be a history one. Um, I don't know. Just uh why are we flying this flag today or what time is it what's the temperature what what is this device and it'd be like a temperature gauge or something well Mm. this is it was a you know goes back to the 1800s and when you had you know john smith who did this thing and then here we go we got this invention leads i don't know that oh that's so funny you really just want the answer i just want to know what it is for certain you know certain Mm. things something simple where i just want the answer Mm. um i don't i just don't need the whole history lesson because it could be something that's has nothing to do with history it's just why are you wearing the shirt today well, mm. in the factory was made this. I don't need all that. I, I, all I that. got you. Okay. Okay. And so that's what's funny is like, I would like that. <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> like, I would like to, because almost when, when someone says something like, what is that? And this is the weirdness in my mind is yes, it is whatever that thing is. It's a sweater. It's a, whatever the thing is that you're asking. 
And then there's from what source was it manifested, Mm -hmm. which is like, which is another way of asking, like, what is that? Right. You know, so this is where I go. Well, well, let me tell you, like, what this is like, this kind of comes from. You know, and then that's where the whole rigmarole goes. So that's so funny that you that, that no, that makes a lot of sense. But I also again just understand the grilled cheese part of it, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm just always trying to like stick my face into something as closely as I can. So we got here because you asked me how I was doing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> which, as you could, just from just from that question alone, and we've made it to all of this, which has been. On the mic and off the mic, there's yeah. been a lot. There's been a big domino effect, a yeah. snowball effect, and how we got here. That's how it goes. So even though it wasn't a straightforward answer, you know, we still got this exactly. this whole process. And and, and now we're we're gonna go back to it because I still didn't really get to tell you. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> uh, and so so just for a little backstory, the the point the point being, well, the reason why we had stopped talking about it and started just now is because. I wanted to give it a second to breathe because one, I just told you what I told someone else when they asked me that question, which was mm-hmm. mostly, you know, I was just thinking about just giving you the regular answer of good, but actually, I think it's phenomenal past a certain degree where maybe I, I get shaky on my confidence of being able to actually express it. Um but but then I say, well, no, actually, let me backstep that. I can actually express this in length. It's just that you wouldn't know what, like words don't necessarily do all the feelings justice. Sometimes we take away from mm-hmm. what is happening by using words to describe it, right? And that's pretty fucking deep because that's all we got to try to, you know, talk to right. one another. So... To the best of my knowledge, I I do pretty well with describing it, but ultimately, I say that there was so many years of my life where you could not, you could not have gotten me to envision the space of mind that I'm in now. Like there, was, like there was just no shot of me being able to see where I'd be and who I'd be. No fucking way. Um, so that's one thing that is that is great because the trajectory was the way up, not down. <laughs> um, and it just, it seems like, as I say, things just kind of show you you're just like on a good path, mm-hmm. you know? Like you just, you just find so much more gratitude and things. And I talk about it on here every now and again is that like there have been things that would like I, watching yourself become a noticeably far noticeably more pleasant human being walking the earth is like a very, very cool thing to watch mm-hmm. happen um, in seeing things that once not only did you just not care for, but that you really did not like morphing into something that you actually do like not also not get perturbed by but actually like and so i told one on here which was me sitting in a sauna 
and then people coming in there and playing like loud music or talking to like in one another in a sauna. Just just coming in there like sometimes there's some really funny things. Playing music, talking to your friends really loud about some chick that had a fat ass upstairs on the squat rack or <laughs> or just or just coming in and flipping on the lights. Just to stand there, like they're already like there's already light in there. Right. It's, it's not just a dark room. It's the ambiance kind of light, you know. You just motherfuckers just come in there and just, cl- just flip the light on, so, you know. I wish and, I was surprised that, that and, like these were things. Right, but one, I'm thinking, okay, maybe this person's afraid of the dark, and I don't know it. Like I don't know. You you should know because I'm because I'm because I'm thinking like why the fuck are you flipping the light switch right. on like there's you're just, not a fitting to read a book in here like <laughs> you, you, you're like we're just gonna sit down and sweat like you what are you what are you trying to see ain't nobody gonna hurt you in here their book their laptop they're ready they're like, ain't nobody gonna hurt you in here you are fine relax flipping on the light now again that for whatever reason makes that person more comfortable. For whatever the reason is, I don't know what it is. I'm just fucking around. But I don't know what it is. But it makes them more comfortable. We do know that, which is why they're doing it. Me knowing that someone walked in here and did what they had to do to make themselves more comfortable, framed that way, makes me happy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, listen, I'm, I'm still going to do my thing in here. And... The, the the place that I come from with most of these is that we take peace for granted, like peace amongst people, right? Because there's a very thin veneer between like our civility and going back to just like primal ways. Like technology goes away. Like if technology mm-hmm. all shut down one day and another pandemic hit, people it'd we, be chaos. It'd be, it's, it's it'd be it'd be chaos. Yeah. We'd be right. in the streets going, acting like apes, <laughs> going absolute crazy. Like, that's a very thin veneer. Mm-hmm. It's not even like a real, real thing. Right. I have a comment about the sauna. Go ahead. On the contrary, because you're saying, how okay, that makes them happy. Maybe that is just what they need for this kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And that that is a good way of looking at it. That is looking at it from the other perspective. That could be the case. My first thought initially goes, that annoys me. All right. of those things are immediately annoying because now that is destroying my peace. What if, you know, I don't, I've only been in a town a few times, but I feel like the norm is that you have those dim lights. It's quiet. You're calm. You know, maybe if you're in there with somebody else and there's like really quiet, small talk, it's brief. And then you're just, you're just sitting there. You're just being, you know, peaceful, quiet. I feel like that's a normal sauna experience. Yeah, for sure. So if somebody else comes in, and they're flipping the lights on without saying anything. Yeah. If you if you need the lights on, at least just give me a heads up. Like, hey, do you mind? You don't even have to go into all it. Just, just ask me if I mind. Yeah. Maybe it's a yes, maybe it's a no. If it's a yes, I'll just leave. I've already yeah. been in here. I'll step out. If you're coming in playing your music, you're chit-chatting about the females upstairs, For sure. you're destroying my piece. Yeah, okay. And that I have a problem with. Uh, okay. And that I'm not okay with. You might be happy, but I'm not. Uh, so we got to yeah. compromise here. Uh, okay. So. Okay. 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 So good I, I, for no, you, I, I can. For that yeah, yeah, right, right, <laughs> yeah, because that's because that's how I feel. Because I'm thinking every time I've run into like issues in life, you know, and I think about how to fix them. A lot of the times, growing up, like they were external issues, mm-hmm. and I think I just ran my head into that enough to just think, okay, well, 
I don't control those. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try my very best to get a hold of the one thing that I can control. And so, and so now it's, it, yeah, there is, there is, because I have said that people should probably, or I know that I have and found a lot of benefit from it, a path of least resistance. Um, now, clearly there's some times where you're going to need to resist. Sometimes, some, you know what I'm saying? Somebody running this house right now, I'm going to have to resist. <laughs> like, no, no, oh, you're happy coming in here? T- take what you like. <laughs> take, you just come grab the mics, grab the light. <laughs> grab you? Like, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Mi casa su casa. <laughs> no, oh, <sir. laughs> man. Yeah, you know, and it's it's unfortunate when it gets to those moments. Right. But, uh, <laughs> I can just see guys calm down, calm down. He's happy doing it. Let him do it. It's fine. But it's but fine. but but to a certain degree, I think that usually for me, until it usually gets to a point of physical contact, I think that most of that other stuff can be ameliorated. And I I think that that's a good that's a good skill to kind of you know put yourself in other people's shoes. And I think that you obviously do that well. You do that a lot, and including myself, need to work on that. Um, you know, try putting yourself in their shoes and think about why they might be doing what they do. Um, but it's hard. And yeah, yeah, no, no, you know, yeah, for especially sure. if it's in a situation like that. Or I mean, yeah, someone's coming in the house. Like that's just not a thing. Um, but you know, like I know we've talked before about like driving, how you'll just, you'll just pull on over. All right. You can ride my ass. Like you, you just keep on going. Mm-hmm. Whereas I got road rage. Gee, like. I'm not <laughs> fucking around on them roads. I, I'm not, bro, people, I, yo, I, oh my God. I know someone that was in a car with someone and I think it, there were, okay, so there were two cars, from what I understand. Okay. I know a guy that was in a car with another guy, and they were driving behind their friend on a road, and there was this, I guess, some big-ass like semi-truck or something like that. And they got to see this semi-truck. I, get, I don't know if the guy dozed off or what he did, but he fucking like went over oh. and like... I don't know, fucking crushed the car or tore it up. Whatever the fuck happens when a semi-truck hits a regular, I don't know, fucking Honda or whatever. So, and... That's terrifying. The guy in the car with the guy that I know pulled out a gun and started shooting... (gasps) For what? At the the guy in the truck that had hit his foot. Like, he just pulled out the gun and started shooting. And the bullet... I think like hit some part like in the car and ricocheted it back and hit <gasps> him. <laughs> hit hit the one who was shooting or your friend? No, the one that was shooting was just funny. Well, that- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was the thug, right? That, so- <laughs> that's a story. That's like, like this is real life. This isn't made up. This that's is real. That, no, that, nah, <laughs> nah, that's real life. That's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, so I don't. I don't that's because odd. Here's, I'm trying to live. I'm, tr- hmm. I'm. That's the thing. I want to live. Like it's cool. If I go, I go. Like I'm cool with that too. But as long as I'm here, I want. I want to do this shit. Right. I don't. I don't got time for none of these niggas out here. <laughs> they can. They can be as cool as they want to be. They can be as tough as they want to be. They can be. Mm-hmm. They can be all. Y'all can have all of that. Right. I don't want no parts of any of that. So like, nope. Go on ahead. Yeah, go and I, I have. I've gotten better, 
because of that. Because you just never know. Like I see these mm-hmm. videos and you just you just never know. You never know. Um You never know. You never know. Another another thing on my list of things that used to irk my nerves and then now I I found appreciation. That's what's so crazy is like you can just see things in a whole new light. That's what's so crazy because I'm still answering the question of how I'm doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> this whole this whole conversation is just gonna be by the end of the podcast. So to so, answer your question, that's all how, of that. Yeah, that's how I'm doing. Uh, and my when I was growing up, my sister, my younger sister, she's like mad younger than me. She's I, I can't do math. Well, I'm thirty. I'm thirty. I'm thirty one. She's she's twenty one. Ten years. That's I can do that. Hey. <laughs> okay, so she's ten years younger than me. My older brother's three years older than me. He was just never, we were very, very, my mom says that we're split between my dad, that I have this artist's mind Mm -hmm. completely, and he just has like this go-getter money, he's just, he's the suit, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, he's the suit, and I'm the guy, and I'm the dirty hippie, right? (laughs) Like, that's, that's what, that's not what I subscribe to, Right. right? Like, I don't ever put that on myself, but... That's kind of the way it looks in the family. Yeah. So he was never down to hear any of this shit I'll ever be talking about on any of these episodes. He was never down to have like that's not where his mind was at. Mm-hmm. He thought he's just very straight, narrow, like regular, regular thinking type of dude, but he's super smart and super successful. Mm-hmm. And so never cared to have these sort of conversations. Whenever I would start using words. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there was always this this sense of just like, oh, here goes motherfucker Earl again. Right. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. And then my little sister grew up and she saw my older brother doing that. And then they both have the same sort of mind. They're just mm. regular, schmegular ass people. And so well, you are a bit above, you know. Well, I'm just it's it, it's just it's really just creative. It's just it's not that I know a lot of things. I don't I, I tell you this all the time. I don't be knowing shit. Like I don't know things. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't be knowing all sorts of stuff. People <laughs> tell me things all the time. I'm like, oh shit, really? Like I don't. <laughs> I don't know things. But I observe. I observe things, and I and I think about things. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really that's really all it is. So I'm just trying to have those sorts of conversations, and they were never about that shit, and they would always make fun of me about it. And then. I continue to get older and this refinement continued as I've been talking to you about and my perspective on that changed. I talked to my little sister frequent enough. Her and I have a decent relationship, Mm -hmm. but she knows she can call me and talk to me about stuff. She does not have that with him. But you guys are closer in age. I know it's still an age gap, but you are closer. Well, yes, but the point I'm saying is they don't have much between each other, mm. truly. Mm. Okay. Like, their relationship is kind of hollow. I want them to have them making fun of me <laughs> so that they have something. And that was not the way I felt about it in the past. Mm-hmm. But now I, like... For them to have, like, oh, we can make fun of Earl. You know, if that breaks ice or if that brings you all a little bit closer together, 
you know, and gives you something to just springboard from or so, like, you know, bond over. Right. Making fun of th- this brother. If you want to yeah. turn on that light switch, play your music. Right. It makes you happy. I'm just like, oh, shit, if you want to make fun of Earl, like, and, and that brings you all together and gives you something, then do that. Yeah. You know, so it's it's very, very interesting just feeling, like, feeling healing happen mm-hmm. and, and being able to, because I don't got, I don't really journal throughout the week, so I don't really have ways of tracking it aside from this podcast, mm-hmm. right? And the way that I just see it in my head and I just keep track of the way I'm thinking about stuff and when new insights sort of happen, I'm like, oh, yeah, I I was not thinking about this that way eight months ago. You know what I mean? And just to now be there, it's just great. So um, life is life is really, really good. It's really, really good. I'm enjoying myself a whole lot. You know, beautiful people around me, great conversations all the time, food, clothes, shelter, peace, um, love, interest, meaning, all that. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Anytime I ask you or I check up, you know, I always, of course, I guess, you know, hopefully not, but of course, you know, life happens. There could be some day where it's mm. just like you aren't feeling this. But anytime I ask you, I'm like, I know it's going to be, I know he's been doing great. You're just con- always continuing to just grow and thrive. And, you know, on your side of my ass, I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Elsewhere, it's a little bit of a different story. But. So it's a momentum thing. Mm-hmm. I think that at this point, and this is what feels the best, is that I've built up such momentum over, because I'm 31. I really got into this way of thinking about things like trying to search for something like right out of high school, like right out of high school. You know, I started having some thoughts about things like just I I remember just questioning the smallest, like things to me that now seem super small, but it was the fact that I started asking myself questions Mm -hmm. and it would just be things like I remember I had a girlfriend at the time and I would be like, why do we have to? Well, to be honest, at this time, I actually had three girlfriends because I was an asshole. <laughs> okay, so we're still in the older Earl phase. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is super early on. We started on. questioning, but we're still in old Earl. And, and. That's wild. Three? Yeah, I, it was, I was just too, that that's, I just doing, just doing too much. That's exhausting. Like two? I had so much time on my three? hands. Three? I had so much time I mean, on my hands. Were they all like local? Three, uh, three different cities, like, just like. <laughs> Like in the area, but like, like there was like Alexandria, Fairfax, and Manassas. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking wild. But like Nova's still so, so. I just feel like everyone knows. I, I know it. I mean, <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> I know. Listen, you said I got different hoes and different area codes. Wild boy, man. <laughs> wild, wild boy. But anyway, I started asking one of my girlfriends. I was like, man. <laughs> So why do we like why do we have to wear our hats inside? You know, stupid questions. Like I just <laughs> I I just remember asking her like why is it that it's a big deal like if you wear hats to dinner? Like if you go out and you go into a dining room like you don't you don't see that. Like people just wearing the hats that they walked in there with. You take the hat it's off. Technically, yeah, um etiquette. Take your hat right. off. Right. So it was me questioning etiquette. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, what? Like, why is that a thing? Like, what? And I just it started from that, and I just remember me just asking 
a bunch of random questions about why we do things. And that was the advent of me questioning existence in, mm -hmm. que in questioning what human beings are doing, like why we do things. It was mm -hmm. sort of like there was when I like a flip, like a switch went off and I like awoke and was like, oh, what the fuck is going on around here? What? Do we, wait a minute. Why are you saying that? Why do we do this? What are these customs? What are these traditions? Why do we? Do you remember this like moment? I mean, was, oh, it, yeah. was it like a pivot? Did something happen? Was it a pivotal moment? Or did you really just like all of a sudden? Um, It was interesting because I was definitely having these thoughts around 20, like 19, 20 is when they were bubbling up. And then I remember asking my brother, who again is this straight and narrow financial mm -hmm. guy. I was like, bro, do you ever think about living differently? And that was my level of articulation at the time because I was an idiot. And he was like, yes, of course, they got to think about living differently. That's why I'm trying to make this money. <laughs> I'm like, like, no, so, no, Right, no. right. And I just went back. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I meant. I was like, no, like, you don't feel like we're missing out on, like, another layer of life. Like, you, you don't feel like we're living, like, shallow. Like, there's got to be something else to this thing. And that's, like, kind of what I was trying to get to. Um, And then I did shrooms. Mm. Okay. And then I did shrooms and, you know, I just had a shroom experience like two weeks, two weeks ago, one week ago, two weeks, I don't know, somewhere in the last couple of weeks. Time has been weird lately. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one way I can describe it out of all the myriad ways of describing it is that it's a place where you can go back to like the drawing board. Mm -hmm. It's a place where you can go where the place where people usually say in conversation I understand that as you just did a little while ago to me with the people in the sauna. Mm -hmm. I understand that, but like, I can't do that. Right. Like I understand the concept, but I can't just do that. Right. So that's cool for you, Earl. But you know, yeah, that's a place where I think you can go and rewrite some of that stuff where you can, where the things that are just abstract ideas can settle in on you and like, you can really feel them. And be like, oh, that's why it doesn't matter if they flip the switch on. Mm -hmm. Like you, you like the ideas really just ab like absorb. You like marinate in them, and then I think that you are able to come out with a newer understanding. It may not just be immediate that now you're just not perturbed anymore when people do that in mm -hmm. the sauna, but there will be another layer of not caring about it. Yeah, and so that's that's a, a fascinating place to go, but that's. After that, it was just such a transformative experience. And I was thinking back to when I asked my brother live differently. And then I was in the middle of the trip and I thought, yes, this is what I was talking about. Like, this is this is what I was talking about. The feeling that we're all connected, that, you know, I feel invigorated in nature, touching leaves, being next to water, being inland in the mountains, fresh air, whatever, fucking hawks flying over me. Like, I like that shit. <laughs> I think we all do. I think it all touches us in a, just a very, very primal, um, yeah, in a very, very primal way. Do you think you needed that trip? Could you have seen <clears throat> yourself kind of becoming who you were from that moment on had you not tripped? You know, if you just kind of 
sat there and knew that you you thought about this question, but just needed, I guess, that extra help to kind of get there. Maybe with practices in place, but I didn't have any practices at the time. I wasn't doing any fucking yoga. I was like, there was no. I don't even know if I was exercising heavily. That no, I wasn't actually. I wasn't even exercising heavily at that time. I definitely wasn't actually. I was still super fucking scrawny, no muscle at all. Um. Yeah, no yoga, no meditational practices. Like I was just trying to read a bunch of books, um, and and smoke a ton of weed at the time. Like that was really all it was. Yeah, no. There were a couple of things that really exacerbated growth. One of them was my friend Uzima, and every day I would go to work, him and I would just we we just knew we were going to battle. Like there was going to be some conversation we were gonna have that was gonna turn into an all out argument for the rest of the day. And they were just great debates. And we would just sharpen each other's mind every day. Like we just come into work and we would just have differing opinions on something. And Mm -hmm. we would just go through every level of what it was we were talking about. And so, you know, that was a huge point where things, you know, definitely uh, increased in speed and in weight. But the whole point is that that happened around 20, 21. And so I'm 31. And so I've built a momentum. When I talk mm-hmm. about speed and size, that snowball is fucking, it's, it's avalanche at this mm-hmm. point. It's an avalanche. And so now I just kind of feel like I just sit back and enjoy the ride. That's how I feel right now. Like sit back and enjoy it. Like you've built so much momentum over the course of a decade, mm-hmm. which is enough time to build some momentum doing something. Right. And now you just fucking ride that way. That's such a good way. A good way for you. It's, you know, kind of sit back, enjoy it, relax. It's good. Yeah. So that's so that's my answer. How are you doing? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I don't have quite the answer like that. No, um, what's going, but what's going on with you? How are you feeling about things, you know? Good. Um, let's see. I don't even... The last time we talked, or at least the last time I saw you, I, have I seen you? I don't remember if me and you and Stokes got together... Since the yeah, I think that was before we that did was, the episode. Yeah, that was a long time. So ago. it would have been a year ago because we did it at Thanksgiving. It was right after Thanksgiving that we did. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna be the annual, you know, Turkey Day. <laughs> oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that was. The yep, case. it was a couple of days after Thanksgiving. <laughs> all right yes 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 because we were talking about the different things we like to eat mm-hmm. and i remember all that okay all yep. right continue yep um i'm really excited for thanksgiving this year because last wow. year you know i didn't have my my parents there um the past two years oh. right because my mom being sick yeah. so they spent it in richmond um but my mom's doing a lot better so we're all gonna actually be together this year mm. minus my older brother because he's gonna be in texas but like that's, that's whatever it's <laughs> fine <laughs> My brother just got married. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Congrats yeah. to him. Yeah, he just like pulled up and was like, yo, get married. Oh. <laughs> oh. Like, Wait, what? It's like, yeah, man, like in three weeks. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. It's real soon. <laughs> yeah, so now that nigga married. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Did we at least know that like he was in a relationship? Yeah, yeah I'm. <laughs> that alone. Yeah, yeah. Nah. <laughs> Nah, not you, for listen, no. Listen, the, the initial response I got is cool. Yeah, it, yeah, she got a little shaky. It, it was, it was pretty funny, but yeah, they married. So I guess I'm gonna see him. And now there's a new hooks in the family, so I'm certain I'll see them at Thanksgiving. So that'll be interesting to see. What is your fa- like favorite family game, like group game? 
I don't want to call them board games because it could be a card game, but I guess we're I should just really, say games. We're not really a game family. You don't like games. It's it's not. It's not that I don't like games. We're just not a game family. I don't so know. What do, you, what do you do? We just hang out. We're just hanging out. What does so, that mean? Some people might even be in their own room. Some of us are downstairs. Wait a minute. That's not hanging out. <laughs> okay. <He doesn't, laughs> Wait a minute. That's not he hanging out. He doesn't hang out. Usually, I'm with my parents. Um, my older brother will be there most of the time, too. My younger brother, he's a little hermit. Mm. So, he'll be upstairs playing his games, okay. his own games on the computer, and then we'll come down. But mm. he, yeah, no. No. Um, but no, we just... Which is always kind of funny because one of my best friends, um, this Kara, I'll go. They're like second family to me. So I'm on vacation with them all the time. And they're a game family. Mm. So like if we're all on like a family vacation together, um, you know, we'll have dinner and then we'll all play like a couple games together. And I'm like, do you actually know how you're doing this? Like, this is crazy. This is fun. Oh, you thought <laughs> that, that's just some shit that was in a movie? Like, in a- I mean, kind of <laughs> like maybe watch a movie, which sometimes we'll do that too. But with my family, yeah, it's like we dinner, watch movies. And then... Well, we don't really do that either. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, so y'all... Wait a minute. Y'all ain't hanging out. Not really. <laughs> yeah, Not like, really. Like, you cook the meal, and then everybody kind of... Like, they're walking around the house. The, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So, I'm usually... Like, I'll hang out with my parents. Um, you know, like Christmas morning, come down. My dad's making breakfast. I'll, we'll all hang out down there. Um, it's mostly my my younger brother, who's kind of, like, to himself. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanksgiving, yeah, I'll hang out with them. Um... But then yeah, my younger brother's upstairs. We're not really doing anything. We just we might have, you know, the TV on, have some conversation. So we're physically present with each other. Oh, okay. But we don't have any like So you have some conversation? Yeah, we'll have conversation. Was it, it like, hey mom? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, it just I don't know. Hey Joyce. <laughs> she does not call me Joyce. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> she called me hey, Joyce. Hey Joycey right? boo. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> What's going on with you? You met anyone interesting lately? <laughs> well, you know, there's this guy. <laughs> He's kind of cute. Yeah, there's, you know, just conversation. We don't dive in too deep to, you know, it's grilled cheese, maybe a little bit like a French grilled cheese kind of conversation. Mm. But <laughs> um, but we're just kind of, we're just kind of, which I get, you know, it works for our family. Mm-hmm. It works for our family. Um, it'd be cool to do some games. Mm-hmm. But it's not gonna happen. I don't know. My parents are older. Um, we just be chilling together or separate, you know. Come around for dinner and then might hang out a little bit and then everyone just kind of go their separate ways. All right, that's fine. What games do you like though? Um, I like card games. Um, you play spades, don't you? I you're just talking about don't. this. Oh, oh okay, I, neither do I. I just recently learned how to play over the summer. Um, mm. Oh, so you know how to play them. Kind of. So I learned to play over the summer just that one night. So we did a few rounds that one night, and I haven't played since. Mm. So I don't really remember at all what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and even if it had been, you know, the next night after I learned, like, don't put me on your team. Because I know how niggas get when they're playing spades. And I am not at any point to be playing spades. Y'all get way too into it. And I'm not about to be the one to bring everyone down. So, so oh, no, okay, I don't play okay, spades. Okay. No. <laughs> Bottom line, nobody asked me to be on it. Now, if it's something like, you know, BP, I'll be on your pong team. We can run tables all night. Spades? Oh, mm-hmm. no. mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beer pong is so much. Man, it's so interesting. Like, just the... Such basic of games can be so much fun. I just was introduced to one that's kind of like, it seems like a remix-ish of Beer Pong. And it's called, I think it was called Beer Die. 
Have you heard of that? No. You know, same table. You have two solo cups on each corner of the table. And you just have like a die and partners. Um, And you have to throw the die up to like a certain height. You kind of like pick a point. Like we were playing outside at a Friendsgiving. And so there was like some light stream. So it was like you throw it up to that um, height. And then you have to try. I wasn't playing. I was watching. So I was trying to pick. (laughs) (laughs) So I was trying to pick up on the rules. Um. But it was, I think if you hit the cup, then that's a point and the other person has to drink. Um, if you make it, then you have to like chug it. So it was like a different kind of, oh, and you can only catch it. So they throw it. Um, if it hits the table, then you can go to catch it, but you can only use one hand and you can't like catch it into like your chest. You have to catch it just with the one hand by itself. Um, and then maybe if you don't catch it, the team gets a point. I'm not really sure. Okay. I don't know, but I'm not necessarily... <sighs> No, I was going to say I'm not going to be confident in the catching part, although I be catching shit and nobody be around. Actually, <laughs> no, sometimes people be around, but I I be catch like stuff be falling or slipping or I know it's about to in like 0.5 seconds and I just finish doing what I'm doing and put my other hand mm. out at the same time. I be catching shit. So I may be all right with it, but I'd be far more confident in the fact that I'm going to hit the cup. I don't have to make it in, but if you it give seemed, me a dime, it seemed harder. Harder. Really? Than, it seemed harder than. Shit. You said it's a regular beer pong size table. Yeah. Man, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I'm hitting that. Maybe cup. I don't know. My, I don't know about making it all the time. I'm not. I'm not saying I, that. But I but watched it for a while and no one made it. Oh yeah. See, I don't. Yeah, because that's Some, that's an interesting way. The, the cup got hit. The table would get hit. You know, the, it's easy to hit the table. So I don't know if it's a different point between the table and hitting the cup. Um, when I watched it, nobody made it. They could have made it after I'd left. Um, and the table was hit more than the cup. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. 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 It was not a game for me. Um, <laughs> I'm too blind to see, you know, and then you have to get it to a certain height. There's no way I can catch that. I can be on the defense. If, mm-hmm. if it's like beer pong and it bounces, yeah, I'll smack that shit out of here. Mm. As far as catching it, I might, it's like a dollar bill in the wind. I might have to just yeah. kind of chase it a little <laughs> Every now and then I catch it in my head. I'm like, yes, I made it. But no. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> how all right, okay. How far? <laughs> no, just keep in mind that hold on. Keep in mind that it's not a super busy street, but it's busy enough. Like there are there are more than enough people on the street. Okay. And there's a hundred dollar bill and you notice it's like a foot away from you and you try to grab it and it starts blowing in the wind. <laughs> how far are you willing to travel? <laughs> <laughs> to get that $100 bill as it just slowly gets out of your grasp every time you reach for it. Man, I'd be like, pissed. How long would you go in on a street, like, again, decently filled with people? <laughs> like, <laughs> decently filled. It is like a, like a like, Friday night in like Old you're Town. Gonna, like you're gonna, yeah, like you're going to pass people once every three seconds. Like a that group of two, group of three. Filled. Yeah. Um. Are they also going to try and get the no. bill? I'm- no, they're just going to watch you do it. <laughs> is there a way to beat this? Is it a pot? Because Can I get this dollar bill? Is this well, like a well, game where well, it just in, well, in your mind, of course you can. You just have to get to it on time. Can but, I but the, get but to the it wind, on time? But I just want to know how long you're willing to go before you're just like, hold on a second. I don't feel like I, I'm going to catch this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to end up in D.C. If I, if I start here, I'm not ending up all in right, D.C. All right, so let's just say, like, are you willing to go 50 yards? <laughs> that's, Have, that's pretty far. Okay. That's tw- pretty okay, far. Yeah, okay, no, 20, I, 20 I think yards. that I would start um, 
And if, if I'm going to, like, I'm, you're not going to have me out here looking like a fool. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Over a $100 bill. <laughs> I'm not going to be out here like a chicken with his head cut off, just running around hey. chasing dollar bill boys. Oh, oh, oh. That's the thing, because it's not a dollar bill. It's a $100 bill. That's why I said that. You know that. what? Because, I mean, that's, that kind of changes things. It, it does. Um, <laughs> you're like, not if I was here and it was like... there, like, oh, shit. I mean, you know, I might chase a little bit, but if we get, you know, a couple apartments down... <laughs> I might be tapping out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was just a funny. Maybe if I get lucky and somebody will like step on it for me. Yes. Yeah. No. 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 no they're gonna no pick their foot up, that. and then as no soon as I go, it's gone. What would you do if? Uh... <laughs> if they picked it up. Yeah. At... <laughs> <laughs> Keon told me a story about him being in line. I think it was like, I think it was, uh, I don't know, maybe like a food spot. And he he had a guy in front of him in line who was at the cash register. And Keon was just standing there waiting. And he happened to gaze down at the ground. And he said he saw like a hundred dollar bill like right by the guy's foot. And he just like slowly looked up. And <laughs> slowly looked to his left. Slowly, slowly looked to his right. Just wanted to see if anybody else was also seeing what he was seeing. <laughs> and he said he didn't see, he didn't say a word. And he just slowly just walked up there and just put his foot <laughs> over top of it. <laughs> and just slowly reached down and just grabbed it and put it in his pocket. And I was like, all right, what would you have done if one, the guy came walking back and was just like, Hey man, like, did you happen to find like a hundred dollar bill on the ground? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? And I think his answer was something idiotic. Like, well, I mean, like, I think he's gonna be cool. Like, he's probably gonna like really fuck with me no. <laughs> if I give him that hundred dollar bill back. And I was like, really fuck with you for what? Like, like, well, he, like you gave me. A, you know what? Thank I, you for that. I'm gonna give you back no, like my, double. My thing is. I think that he should have just, because if you're not going to pick it up initially and be like, hey, man, is this yours? Mm -hmm. You know, because that's that's a way that this could have gone, too, is you pick it up. Hey, man, is this yours? Right. And then now you're looking at this guy in his eyes and you're hoping you're respecting him and hoping that he's going to be honest. Yeah. And I just be like, yeah, yeah, that's mine. Right. <laughs> you know, which <clears throat> I wouldn't say that that that's how i feel like if someone was like hey is that your hundred dollar bill and i knew good and damn well it wasn't right. i'd be like no it wasn't here right you know what i mean like you found that's that. the right thing to do so if for but for you to take it and put it in your pocket incognito and then him walk off and then come back and be like hey did you happen to find a hundred dollar bill i was like Keon, if you take this shit out <laughs> your pocket and it to him I was like, what if he's just like, he takes it back, but he's just looking at you like, nigga. <laughs> like, Wait, so you, if that happened and they came up to you, so you, you knew that they were looking for it because, you know, it wasn't, no, you're not just going to walk into a random establishment and like, oh, did you happen to find $100 bill? So obviously he dropped it. You wouldn't give it back? I don't, no, but see, that's the thing. I wouldn't have been, oh, oh, I see what you're saying. If I walk in there and there's not already a guy next to the money, like I just pick something up because then it doesn't look crazy. But well, but if but if I was there and it was right. there, then I'm like, I'm I'm questioning and I'm like, you saw like you did this. 
like you you picked that up and it and it was while I was here like you scoped this out like I know you did I I mean I don't know I you at least have more room to think that it doesn't do. have to be that I can it's hard because maybe he didn't drop it and what mm. if he does say like it is his and you know it's not his then I would just be like but I mean I, yeah but I'm gonna still, I'm gonna give it up he says his right. like clearly I'm be like no you know it's not. <laughs> 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 like what you want me to do at that point? Like I, I tapped him on his shoulder and asked if it was his. He says yes. I can't be like, nigga, <laughs> prove that shit. <laughs> Let me see your receipts <laughs> or the sequential numbers on this dollar bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. I mean, I don't know that I. I mean, that's a funny story, Keon. Um, I don't know that I could just like. Yeah, but. And, you know, funny, I, I would ask. Yeah, um, like funny, like civil things are so hilarious right. to me. Just like things out in the wild <laughs> that human <laughs> beings like come into, encounter. Yeah, I did have kind of a similar, similar situation um, in June. I was at a Giants game in San Francisco and I was in the bathroom and I looked down and they're just, there's just money. There's like a little wad of money. So I checked. And a was, wad? I'm okay, not a wad. It was, it may have been like 60 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> But it was well, folded I mean, it, up, and so I saw a 20 in the outside. I mean, it could have been a lot of fives and ones. <laughs> Listen, it could have been $5. Right, right, right. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's yeah. five more than I came no, in with. No, I understand. Um, so I was in the stall, so I look, and I see, I see it's like some feet there. Mm. I see some feet walking by. I waited a second. For sure. <laughs> I grabbed that so quickly. <laughs> no, I gave it a moment. Nobody looked. That was, that was mine. That was mine. <laughs> Because I was, I I gave the person next to me a chance. Um, oh granted, goodness. it was kind of like directly in front of me, but in the corner. But I don't know. Could have been the person next to me. I gave them a chance. How do you think you would fare if things went left in this country? <laughs> <laughs> and what I mean, like left, like things, like people was in the streets for real. Like I don't know, famine, and it just because again, we we're animals when it gets to that point, mm -hmm. you know. So. How do you think you would fare? Like, what, what do you have a game plan? No. Like, who you would no. maybe try to team you up know, with? I was or? talking to one of my friends about this the other day because I was, I forgot <laughs> how we got on the subject, but we were talking about how if there was an apocalypse, like a zombie apocalypse, all right, bet. I, I've watched enough Walking Dead. I got this. <laughs> I, I When I first started watching The Walking Dead, um, it had already been aired on TV, so I was binging it. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, um, me too, me too. And I went, I was binging the shit out of that show. Me too. Um, I'm a professional binger. So the point where like I'm having dreams about The Walking Dead and oh, zombies. Oh shit, I don't know if I, I, <laughs> I don't know if I'm I that deep. Go, I would go somewhere <clears throat> and my first thought would be like, what's my escape plan? What do so, I need to... Wow. I mean, <laughs> that's not I... bad. I wouldn't obsess over it, <laughs> but, but I feel like just knowing that in general when you go places True. isn't terrible. True. Um, but mine was more like around like zombies, hmm. you know. Um, so I was saying if it was something like that, then I, I got this. I can, I can do that. Unless it's like, um. But I, Walking Dead zombies are the weakest zombies of well, all and time. That, <laughs> I was just about to say, <clears throat> as long as they weren't, I think it's called 28 Days Later. Is that the zombie where they're fast? They're not 28 Days Later. It ain't World War Z. It ain't I Am Legend. they're all fast. Because all of them are strong and right. fat. Right. And, if, if they're, they're all not, LeBron right. so, and Usain Bolt put together. Right. So wait, that's terrifying. So <laughs> yeah. when I think of zombies, like, yeah, I can do the Walking Dead zombies. Yeah, yeah, you for sure. You had all these other little crackhead zombies. Yeah, I'm not worried about them fucking Walking Dead zombies. Right. I'm, I'm really not. Like, yeah. when, when, like, when you watch enough of it, you're just like, these... 
Like they're not really they're like that. Like, you, all you have to do is just you just can't get caught slipping. Mm-hmm. And I'm not getting caught slipping. Right. They're not they're not catching me slipping. Right. And as long as you don't get caught in a corner in a drugstore somewhere and there's no escape route through the right. back because it's locked up from whoever else died in there. Right. Then you're good. Right. You're like, I'm just... Like, I'm not, I'm <laughs> you don't even wind. have to do all that. You just got to do... I'm getting in the wind. Yeah, I'm getting out the way. I'm smacking them. I get mean, the fuck off me. You like see that, them that leading wasn't. herds and they're walking backwards. And They're just, just not... They're not even strong like that. Like, bro, it's, I'm not, not, I'm not worried not about it. Not at all. I'm not worried about it. Um... Okay, so I was saying that I could handle zombie apocalypse. I could handle a Walking Dead zombie apocalypse. But if we had like a real life purge, oh no. Oh no, that's oh, no, 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 no. First no, of no. all, the the world that we live in, that's not meant for women. No, no. That's not no. meant for women. That's no. just that's just gonna be a ter- that would be a terrible, terrible right. time. And yeah, I don't um, games like like hide and seek. Um, I don't like the feeling that I'm like being looked for or like chased. <laughs> it, <laughs> it really freaks me out. You know, fucking with that. <laughs> no. <laughs> so they're like this, like, please don't get me, please don't get me. No, no, no. I don't like that. I don't um, like the idea of feeling like I'm being looked for or chased, <laughs> sought like, after. I went to thought um, about. No, okay. <laughs> Um, so well, it's like I went to, have you heard of Markoff's? It's, uh, it's no. Markoff's Haunted Trail. Um, it's mm-hmm. in Maryland. Have you heard of Field of Screams? Yes. Okay. So it's like one of those. Um, I went to that this year, um, before Halloween and awesome setup there. We did like the, the Haunted Trail and they had amazing props and all the stages. It was really, really great. Um, and I love horror. Spooky season. I thrive in spooky season. Mm. Love spooky season. The movies tend to make me laugh because it's just, especially the paranormal ones, it's the same shit. Mm. It's just, you know, the person gets dragged out of bed, blown on the ceiling, down. You know, it's just it's just the same stuff. I feel you. And it's just comical to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in person, that's when I'm like, I, I want to do those trails, but I need to be latched onto somebody hiding through my fingers. Um, mm. And there was one, and it was like a, we got to one stage and it was... Um, Somebody who's like a Grim Reaper, dressed up like a Grim Reaper. And he's just kind of out there. You know, usually they're hidden, but he was just out there. So I'm walking. I'm like, okay, I see him. He can't see, scare me. I see him. He can't scare me. I see him. He can't scare me. And he's just following me. He heard that. And he that was enough. So I'm like dip, ducking, and dodging around oh, my friend. Oh, you said that aloud. I did. I, oh, yeah. I oh, yeah. He's I definitely going to fuck with I, you. <laughs> I thought I was quiet enough. And I'm just, you know, like this. Like, okay, if I see him, he can't scare me. If I see him, he can't scare me. He heard me. And he scared the shit out of me. So I'm like breaking angles, going around, running around circles around my friend. No, no. I don't like being chased. Mm. He wasn't really. That's, he was like, that's was, your thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. It was fun. Loved it because that's what I look for. Things like that. Um, okay. You and, you look for it, thrilling things in, in the spooky season. Right. You know, if it was the purse, that's different. Um, but, what, you know, things like that. Like, I want to be scared. I want to go to those things and have that like adrenaline because I don't get it from the movies. But I love. I love all things horror and thriller and suspense. When you were a kid, did you have the privilege and the liberties of running around and trying to find spooky places? Uh, like as a teenager, um, <clears throat> you ever gone gone to? Because we used to try to find these places. I don't know that Bunny we, Man's Bridge. We, we did do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Other than that, I don't know that we really. Um, Any abandoned houses you ever run up on? Not really. Um, I mean, I could have. Did I have the privilege to do that? Sure. Did mm. Did I do that though? No. It just. I don't know that horror really like that kind of stuff really got to me until 
No, it's probably like high school. So I guess that's probably mm. about when yeah, you would do that. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, no. A couple years ago, there were some friends who I was talking to, and we talked about doing stuff like that. And then they always faked, and we just never did it. Mm. Um, in a little while, I may have had like a you know like a Ouija board. Oh, yeah. you played with a Ouija board before. Mm-hmm. Y'all was looking for some answers. And you know they sold. So someone gave it to me for my birthday. Um, one of my, it was one of my best friends. Um, and they bought it at Toys R Us. Is that right? That's accurate. It, it, age it, of six and it, up. <laughs> like I wonder. A, there a has to say that on there. I want to sure know what a Ouija did. board says. Like what are the age ranges for Ouija boards? I think that I still have it at home. I don't touch it. You got to send me that picture. I will send you a picture. Um, and that's one right, but it just needs to go in the trash. Honestly, I don't mess with it anymore. Um, but I, it, it, the box looks, you may, it's inviting, you know, it's a glow in the dark one. Do, do you have the feeling that there just are spirits or that you don't want to find out whether there are or not? Um, and if you feel like there are, do you feel like they're inherently negative? I mean, I'm sure there are. I, I believe mm. that there are spirits, you know, okay. around up and stuff. I've never had that, like, oh, I felt that cold, like, breeze in the mm. room. I've never had, you know, situations like that. Never got like pushed that. up against a wall or something like that? <laughs> no. Yeah, I've heard stories, No, but... okay. I haven't woken up with, you know, scratches or anything like Bruh. that. That would, yeah, no. Um, I think the last time that I used it was, because usually when we, we only use it a couple times. Um, I remember doing it at the friend who got it at her house, um, and then there was one time where he did it in my house. And I don't know, people, you know, because you have... you. I was about to say, come on, get into the nitty gritty. Did that thing move? <laughs> it did. But you had to take it with a grain of salt. Because keep in mind, we were probably like 16, 17. So you really can't move it. You have to make sure that you are not moving yourself. If one person's just slightly moving it, the, then they all kind of, you all kind of like feed into it and the, move it together. Okay. Cause I was about to say like when someone starts moving it, can't you feel where the force is coming I mean, from? Kind of, but not really. It's, it doesn't take much to move it. So there was something some, tells me, yeah, that that is the reason as to why it's made that way. I think it's manufactured probably. so that it just, it feels as though it's just sliding. And as soon as the the slightest bit of force starts on for like from someone's right. edge or someone's point. Right. Again, as you said, everyone else is sort of just goes with right. it. But but for it to go to like certain letters, like that's that's just bullshit. Unless right. and, some shit's really happening. Right. <laughs> and I don't think that we really had anything like that. And I don't know that we had much of like the letters. We asked more of like yes and no questions. Mm. Um and I remember at my friends, there was one where we were doing it, and I think like her her backpack tipped over. Like a tennis ball kind of rolled out, mm. maybe the, like the candle flicker. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> you, you, really, you know, honestly, it probably wasn't shit. She did have some weird stuff happening sometimes. She said that like the next day, her printer, her printer picture, her printed pic. Who? Oh my goodness. Her printer, her, print- pretty, her pretty, pretty, pretty picture. Her printer, printer printed a picture yes. <laughs> of a snowman, and nobody had like. Mm. <laughs> so, No, it's a snowman. Who really fuck, knows? Bro. But like nobody, nobody had attempted to print that at one point. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but the last time that we did it was in my house, and we asked if somebody was there. Okay, yes, went to yes, and then we asked like, "Do you like the family here? Do you like me, or do you like this room?" And it went to no, and we dipped the fuck out. Hmm. We closed that shit real quick, ran out the front door. I was like, "I'm not touching that again. That's all hmm. I need. I don't want to know any more questions." You say you don't like us. Cool. But mind my business. That's mm. God. And I haven't touched it since. 
So we very easily could have moved that. Somebody could have just like subconsciously moved that. Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah, people are really, really into the, the belief of spirits mm-hmm. and moving around and ghosts and, you know, pissing people off and doing the wrong things and getting in touch with the wrong. Oh, my God. Wild segue. The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. So this is a book that Mikey has given me. It's New York Times bestseller by V.E. Schwab. I've never read anything from her before. But let me tell you something. She's good. Yeah. She's good. And I don't read a ton of contemporary novels. I most certainly would. But a lot of them I've read have been classics. You know, fucking D.H. Lawrence and Oscar Wilde and, you know, Marianne Evans, like those sorts of characters. So it's a completely different way of speaking because that shit is like, 18th century, mm-hmm. 17th century. But I do love her usage of words. She has such a way with describing events. And this book, I don't know if you know this, I'm really, really obsessed with um, eternal beings. Like okay. things that just... Yeah, I'm that. just really what I did not know that. Yeah, I'm just really, really intrigued by them. Like I don't, you know, I'm not just into Twilight for the vampires, you know, type of thing. But I just I like the idea mm-hmm. of a vampire. I like the idea. The picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde was a you know story about a guy that was just gonna live forever, and all of his sins were gonna be encased in a huge portrait of himself. So he was going to be a see himself get older, more decrepit and nasty and vile as he did, as he aged and did more, you know, sins. Um, And it was like a sell your soul to the devil type of thing. As I was saying, there are a lot of people in our world that believe that there are all sorts of spirits out there and that you should not just be trying to get in contact Mm -hmm. with anyone right like yeah i'm sure that story is gonna have a lot of people like oh no she's crazy she needs i've had a witch come on really that's super interesting yeah and spoke spoke to her yeah i mean i've spoken to her plenty of times about it but yeah it's it's uh it is very interesting listening so adeline larue was a girl that was living in this was 1714 when this book begins paris Mm-hmm. They, her parents are trying to marry her off to some dude. Not only does she not want to do it, but she's like, you know, beyond her years in this time. I don't want to fucking belong to no man. I don't want to do none of this shit that these motherfuckers are talking about that I have to do. I don't want to belong to anyone. I don't want to have to live up to the expectations of anyone. I don't, I don't want to have to do that. I want freedom. I want to live and I want to be free and I want to live my way. That was her idea. And so the time came where they were going to marry her off. And she had been told before by who they call like a crazy woman, who's also like a spiritual sort of witchy woman in the, in the village. Never, no matter how desperate you get, never pray to the gods that answer after dark. Never pray to the spirits that answer after dark. And clearly it came down that time. It was like the night before she was to be wed. And she was like, Fuck this. I'm not doing this. I'm not living this life. And runs out into the woods and is like, someone answer me. I don't give a fuck. I'll give anything. Someone pop up. When a fucking dark figure shows up. It's like, you called. I'm here. 
and she pretty much makes a contract with this extremely deep, dark, mm-hmm. maleficent fucking force. And it's when I'm done with my soul, when I no longer want to live, you can have it. And this eternal being, knowing how human beings are, is probably like, you're not going to make it long. You're not going to want to live that long. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, sure, let's make this deal because I have for eternity to wait. So, you're right. Yeah, let's go ahead and make this deal. <laughs> and then she wakes up the next day, and now she belongs to no one because no one can remember her after she leaves their sight. Mm. So she meets people. Have you talked about this on an episode before? Um, it sounds familiar. I, I talked about the fact that, <clears throat> well, Mikey talked to me about it on the Anthony Stokes episode. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Mikey, what, Mikey had talked to me like, about that it, and then so familiar. Yeah. I know that I haven't read it. <laughs> so then, and then, and then he gave it to me, and it's it's so fascinating. Again, not only is she so good with describing people and just you know landscapes and ideas, it's, she's so good at that. But she takes so many things into consideration. That would probably go over your mind when you think about, which is, again, why I'm so interested in eternal beings. Like All the things that your life would have to be, like how it would have to completely change from the way that you live now. And this book goes from 1714 and then the next chapter would be 2014. And you get to see how she lives in current day 300 years later after this thing happens to her. And then like almost every almost every other chapter it kind of flips back to 17, 14, 17, 15, like when she's when this first happens and when she's first trying to understand what this thing is that's been given to her, this curse slash gift and how she's going to live life that way. And it just goes back and forth and you get to see this contrast as the book continues on. All the things that she's considered about what that lifestyle would be like is so creative and it's so insightful it took her 10 years to write this book. Mm. The longest other books have taken her have been like two to three years. I like looked this, I just had, I had to mm-hmm. like read the beginning of the book, like the introduction, because I just wanted to know what the fuck was going on. And she had the, like the conception happened when she went on like some ski trip with a friend or something like that. And then from that moment on, she just like, it just kept building. Like the character kept building and the story kept building. But to think about things like, how do you own something if no one can remember you? Like, how do you own a home? Mm, mm-hmm. You know, how do you like there's there's so many moments in which someone remembering you is very important. Right. <laughs> like, it's very vital for yeah. you to be able to do these things. You get you get a hotel room and you go in there. And then at some point in time, you walk out. And the manager's just like, yo, who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. What, are you what are you doing? In my- Get out. And then they call the police. You got to go. Right. Like, she goes through every little instance of, like, where it makes sense where people need to remember you or know you. And she just, it started as a rough, a, a very, very rough world for her. And kind of going back to what it would probably most likely be like for women if there was a purge. Mm. She was turned away from the church, 
you know, because she looked dirty and raggedy and they probably thought that she was a whore off the street because mm-hmm. that's how they looked at people back then. Um, and well, I mean, and probably now too in a lot of places. <laughs> like, but the, the the priest was like, no, you got to get out of here. She was trying to find solitude there because, again, she had nowhere to go because clearly her parents don't remember her, so she can't stay home. Mm-hmm. Parents don't know who the fuck she is. Right. Right. She can't, none of her childhood friends, so she has to leave the village. So she's just meandering around completely aimlessly, don't know up from down, left from right. Like you just have this new curse gift. You're just moving around. What What did she propose to this being? Just that, just don't make me marry him? And she said, I, and that's a very good question because <clears throat> at first the dark entity was asking her, well, what do you want? Like, what are you asking for truly? Like state the words. And she said, like, I, I don't know. I just, I, you know, I, I want to live. I, I want to, I want to, I want time. I want time. And he's like, ah, this doesn't seem, this doesn't seem concrete enough. Like I, like I, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like you need to tell me what you want. And I, I put in for souls. I don't, I don't want none of your trinkets. I'm not none of them. I'm, I'm stronger than your God and older than your devil. Like that's, that's a, a quote in there. Like, I, I, I am everything. I am the all-knowing. I am death and despair and hope and reason. And I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. this shit is crazy. And then she was like, okay, well, what I want is time to live under under no one's rule. I don't want to live for anyone, by anyone, attached to anyone. And then it, like gave her a kiss and bit her lip and blood came out and was like done. And then, yeah. And then that's all she wrote. Yeah. And then, from there. Yeah, that's, that's something. <clears throat> I'm going to try to find it. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking, it's a deep, it's like some deep shit. Um, oh my goodness, there's some deep shit in here. If there's one thing I learned from Aladdin, you have to be careful with your words. Oh, wait. Well, oh, <laughs> like the genie. The genie. Mm-hmm. That's very, very true. I'm trying to think if I can find. Oh yeah, hold on a second. I think I'm about to find it. There was a time she gets really fucking crazy. Have you finished? Oh, that? here we go. I got it. Oh no, absolutely not. I'm only 114 pages in. This bad boy is a 400 one. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Because <laughs> I, I was gonna be really upset if they tried to make something that could be this great. Like if they took this concept and squeezed it in like 150 pages to 200, mm-hmm. I would have been very upset about that. Yeah. Something like this needs breadth. 400 i'm cool with it could have been longer than that yeah but but i'm but i'm cool with the 400 <clears throat> so no she was she was pushed away from the church she had gotten into some um i always forget the term for this homeless shelter but in the morning and not even in the morning in the middle of the night she didn't even get through a whole night they came and threw her out because they didn't remember who she was because them just walking away because they just walked away once you close the door and you open the door, it's a new person. Like you don't know, you have no recollection. She can leave no mark. She spills a glass of wine on a white on a white couch. It slowly dissipates. Oh, she can't leave her mark on because because that would be in some way a memory of her. So that she even thought that through, like she can't yeah, leave. That's, she that's can't. Detail. She can't leave her mark anywhere because that would be some remembrance of someone that doesn't necessarily exist in a way. And then they, she even talks about her having these psychological bouts of, do I even exist? If I can't mm. leave a mark, if no one can remember me and I can't leave a mark, do I even exist? 
So that's like, so our whole book is, I mean, it's just like figuratively and literally there's no footprints being left behind. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, it's very, very interesting. That's a mind fuck yeah, from the character's perspective. So she, she ends up, uh, oh, well, I'll yeah, read this part first about, before I tell you what happens afterwards. <clears throat> so she goes down to the docks at one point. The docks are where it gets nasty. Because Paris, I don't know if it's still the same, but at this point in time, it's very wealthy and very poor. There's no in between. Like you either up there or you in the dumps with everybody just doing nasty, wild dock type shit. Should they go down at the dock? You know what I mean? You can only imagine what's going down at the I, dock. I guess so. <laughs> well, this is what's going on at this dock. That's that's where the ladies be at. That's, that's where the, mm. the street walkers are. Like the Jezebels. And the goddamn Jezebels. <laughs> and so she goes there because she's hungry as hell. And that's not something that the entity took away from her. She can still feel hunger. She can't die, though. But you can feel the hunger as if you were going to, mm. right? She don't got no money. And she hasn't learned yet how to steal. Later on in life, you live 300 years, you learn how to mm -hmm. steal. You should get real good at it. But at this point, this is just at the beginning. So she doesn't know how to steal shit. She there's no way of getting money. Like, so she's like, I gotta go down to the dock. I guess I gotta give it up. Okay. Let's see. It's darker there in the shadow of the ships. A landscape of crates and barrels, ropes and rocking boats. Eyes follow her. Men glance over from their work, and women look on, lounging like cats in the shade. They have a sickly look about them, their color too high, their mouths painted a violent gash of red. Ugh. You know what that look like. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn Jezebels. Unhand <laughs> me, you Jezebel. <laughs> their, dressers, their, their dresses tattered and dirty, and still finer than Addie's own. She'd Addie been dirty for a little while because she'd been traveling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she'd been struggling. Yeah. <laughs> she has not decided what she means to do, even when she slips the coat from her shoulders. Even when a man comes up to her, one hand already roving as if testing fruit. How much? He asked in a gruff voice. And she has no idea what a body is worth or if she is willing to sell it. When she does not answer, his hands grow rough. His grip grows firm. Ten souls, she says. I don't know what the fuck that means. S-O-L-S. I don't know. I guess that's, that's, that's I, bread over there. <laughs> and the man lets out a bark of laughter. What are you, a princess? No, she answers. A virgin. Mm. There were nights back home when Addie dreamed of pleasure, when she conjured the stranger beside her in the dark. The stranger is this person that she's come up with in her mind that would be like her Prince Charming. That's what she calls him. When she conjured the stranger beside her in the dark, felt his lips against her breasts, imagined her hand was his as it slipped between her legs. My love, the stranger said, pressing her down into the bed. Black curls tumbling into gem green eyes. My love, she breathed as he entered her. 
her body parting around his solid strength. He pushed deeper and she gasped, biting her hand to keep from sighing too loud. Her mother would say that a woman's pleasure was a mortal sin, but in those moments, Addie didn't care. In those moments, there was only the longing and the want and the stranger whispering against her skin as the tension deepened. The heat building, this is, this is fire right here. The heat building like a storm in the bowl of her hips and then in her mind. Adeline would pull his body down on hers, drawing him deeper and deeper until the storm broke and thunder rolled through her. She nice. Yeah. She's got away with words. But this is nothing like that. There is no poetry to this unknown man's grunts, no melody or harmony, save the steady noise of thrusting as he pushes himself against her. No rolling pleasure, only pressure in pain, the tightness of one thing being forced inside another. And Addie looks up at the night sky so she won't have to look at his body moving. And then she feels the darkness looking back. The darkness is what she calls that entity. Then they're in the woods again. That's where the entity and her made mm. the thing. And his mouth is on hers, blood bubbling on her lips as he whispers, done. Now, the word usage of that word done is amazing because a hundred pages ago, she used that word done. And it was when he bit her lip, had it bleeding. And that was the consecration of the contract. Mm -hmm. He said, done. And then... And she woke up and then she brought that word back here. Just done. Right. Feeling like she is seeing this man in front of her taking from her in a sense in that she has to look up into the darkness so she doesn't see him. But then she sees the darkness, this entity sort of like glaring back at her mm -hmm. in a way like she can sense this. And that was the last thing she ever heard from that entity done. And then as soon as she says done in this current predicament, the man finishes with a final thrust and slumps against her, leading, and this cannot be it. This cannot be the life Addie traded everything for. This cannot be the future that erased the past. Panic grips her chest, but this stranger doesn't seem to care or even notice. He simply straightens up and tosses a handful of coins onto the cobbles at her feet. He trundles off, and Addie sinks to her knees to collect her reward, and then empties her stomach into the river. It's quite a passage. Quite That's a fucking passage. Vivid. Puts you right there. Is the whole... So it's all in third person? <clears throat> um, yes. That's an interesting take. I love third person. I think that... Um, usually I would say I don't, but I don't, just from what you've read, I think I prefer in third person. Uh, I think yeah. it, it does a better job of kind of putting you there. Mm. Um, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and then she goes to sleep out some fucking where out there at the docks, and she wakes up and she's like, she can feel like she's cramped and like in something, and it's dark, and she starts trying to push her hands out to like create space because she doesn't know like why she's compacted in something. And she slowly starts to like feel like faces and hands and feet. And she starts panicking and trying to get out of it. And she realizes she's in dirt and she's been buried. And oh she God. fucking climbs out of a barrel 
full of dead people and falls out onto the street. And it's because in this place, again, as bad as it was, people were just dying on that street. So there were clearly some public servants that would just go around and just pick up the dead bodies in the morning, you know, in barrels. And they thought that she was a, a dead woman and she had um, crawled out. So these these were like the the first, you know, few months of this curse slash gift being given her. But it, I was just like, man, the the amount of detail to just what that mm-hmm. life, you know, would have in store for you. And it just and that's just that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more going on. And I'm only a fourth of the way through the book. Yeah, I want a like a book review when you're finished. Oh, one thousand. Because that sounds really interesting. It sounds like an interesting read. Yeah. I'm curious. And I want what like what's your story? How's this, how's this going to end? Um, you know? Just last page just done. Hey, man, um, we're going we're going to see. I'm excited to hear about that one. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm I'm just a, I'm a big I'm a big, big fan of this. You know, speaking of. Um, are you reading anything at all? Oh, yeah. I am, um, but because of it's for like a class we had, uh, um, so we have um, we had to choose a topic. Um, so mine is uh, the negative impact of inconsistent foster homes on youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have three papers throughout the semester, and our first one <clears throat> was just basically about the problem. Second paper is interventions for the problem, and then the third one is we had to read um, or listen to like a memoir for somebody who went through something. To, um, and within that topic. And so I'm reading a um, a book called Foster Girl about somebody who's in the foster system and kind of her whole story with that. Oh, wait, oh, but that's a, a real, that's mm-hmm. a nonfiction? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, at my job the other day, so interesting, all this stuff connects. Uh, I met this very, very, I could just tell as soon as she, like I saw her at my job, she was just seemed very focused. She had a, a, a young son with her. But you could just tell she was the type of woman where, like, she knows what she's doing, like, what she's saying, what she's, like, you're not, she, she's focused. Mm-hmm. Like, when she looks at you, she she's looking at you, and she's saying things with, with intention. It's all very calculated. You know, she just looks very calculated and very, like, driven and focused on what it is she's doing. She's also just very, like, fun and warm-hearted, but she's also very, very focused, and mm-hmm. you're not just pulling bullshit on her. Like, you can just tell that. Uh and then I got to realize why that was the case. <clears throat> so her name uh, is Jessica J. Stern. Very, very cool person. Co-founder and COO of something called Connect Our Kids. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. Using technology to improve foster care outcomes. She just... And then there's this Nelson Mandela quote on the back. There can be no keener revelation of a society's soul than the way it treats its children. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's a good way of looking at mm-hmm. it. But yeah, she was just talking to me about how she loves doing what she does, which is using or implementing top-notch, state-of-the-art sort of technology, getting in touch with uh, other companies that have this state-of-the-art technology that is going to help them connect foster care kids that usually turn homeless for various reasons back with family members and things of such sort that they can find. Because sometimes people just get lost. She said a lot of people get lost, especially black, brown people, get lost uh, through the foster care system and, and end up um, homeless. Most, most people homeless, I think for the most part, just there's a lot of mental health issues. Because people ask me that all the time. When they come from, like, I fucking know the answers. But 
They're yeah. like if they come from other countries and usually they come here for a better like I've had people from India, people from you know Spanish speaking countries come here and be like, I've noticed like like homeless people here. Because you know, they have an idea of America. They're like, What is what's going on? Like, why do you guys have so many homeless people? Like there like there's so many jobs, like there's so many opportunities. Like I I don't understand. Like we came here and we just like the whole family's doing good. We all got jobs, we're all bringing money to the house, we party, like I don't understand why all these people um, and I don't, you know, have all the fucking stats on that. I'm not, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, reading any of those charts. But I do know that mental health spits a lot of people out into the streets. And uh, the foster care system. Mm -hmm. A lot of people yeah. get lost through the foster care system. And uh, it was interesting because we just ended up having a whole conversation. And she gave me her card. Uh, she was, you know, she was talking to me about all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, you know. Like my brother went through the foster care system. Like my eldest brother that I don't ever really talk about on here. It's like he went through the foster care system, and that shit did not go. She wasn't tight. Like it didn't go very well. Um, and she was like, "Where is he now?" And I was like, "It's funny you ask because I don't really know. It's not that he's uncharted. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that no one can get in touch with him. Right. Like he's got a Facebook page. Like people can like find him. But as far as being estranged from a lot of family." Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. It it's just, happens. it's easy to get lost in the system. Um, and it's funny. One of my other classes, um, I just started the paper for it. So I don't have a lot of information on it, but it's, um, how homelessness affects the psyche, you know, the mental health and everything. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it is, you know, mental health problems, losing of jobs, homeless, but then also a lot of it is they become homeless and then they have the mental health issues. Cause as you can imagine, you know, being homeless, all the, different things that you experience and see or like, that's going to have a huge um, effect on your mental health and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, and then you have, yeah, the people who just get lost in the system. It's especially for people of color. Um, you just age out um, or you just end up with really shitty foster homes and you're just bouncing around. And then you have the other factors of the incarceration and you have problems, um, you know, developing a social network and things like that. Oh and yeah, it's just, for sure. For mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah developing <clears throat> like a, like a strong, productive, meaningful mm -hmm. sort of social network. I mean, I don't, I don't know. man. Because ideally, you know, I mean, in a, in a perfect world, well, in a perfect world, you wouldn't necessarily be, you know, be in foster care. Right. Um, but if you were, you know, you'd be with one family and you would stick with them for um, as long as you can. Mm -hmm. But then you have some cases where, I mean, people are bouncing around and they've been to five different schools in a year or two. And that's insane. <sighs> so just you can't build the social network. And then, you know, your grades start to dwindle because what's the point? And then mm -hmm. you're having more, um, you know, maladaptive behaviors outside of that. And you aren't building relationships with your foster family. And so when you aren't building relationships with your foster family, they might not advocate for you in a way that they should, because what's the point? We don't know how long you're going to be here. So why should I, you know, the people who just have you for the check. And then, so it just becomes nobody, no one's there to support you in the way that you need to. So then mm. that's when, you know, eventually you're in the system until you're 18, mm. then you fail out of the system and then you're just kind of on your own. You don't have that support. No one gives you that support. Shit. Yeah. It's a real, it's a real shitty world. It's a real, yeah, it's a real, it's not cool. Yikes. Cool. Yeah, and that's why she had the look in her eye that she did. First of all, her name is Jessica J. Stern. <laughs> okay, like that's that's yeah, like you know what I'm saying. She was, and then and then, not only did she give me this card, but then she, a couple weeks later, I got a letter from her. 
They was just like, oh, so nice to meet you. Like we were Aww. meant to meet. Like you know, I, I'm we're out here, me and this organization, we're working, and we're gonna we're gonna fucking flip this thing on its head. Like we're going to make change. And I was just like, damn. Is her? Did you have a website she, title she, on that? Bro, yeah, there's a whole website here. I got I'm you. Wanna, yeah. I got yeah, the phone number, the, the, the everything, everything, the email. The, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, take a look at that. Yeah. Uh huh. You I'm want the here? Yeah, go ahead, have that. I think I got two. Do you? Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. Take a picture. Yeah, yeah. No, you can go ahead and take that. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, for sure. Uh, very, very interesting woman. Yeah. A lot of wild shit. That's going great on. work. A lot of wild shit going on out here with her. people. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like my, I was in foster care, but four, I think four months is when I was adopted. My brothers are the same kind of way. We we're all adopted infants, so I was incredibly blessed for my story. And just, it's mm-hmm. just you just never know. I mean, I, I remember, yeah, you was you, you beat him it, out. It could have been you a was whole cute little baby. Cute, I was a cute little baby. You was cute little baby. But so my parents looked into two different um, adoption agencies, mm-hmm. and I think the first one was in Texas. And um, I mean, they straight up. They, they didn't work with children of color. They just, you know, they're not going to be adopted. Wait, wait, hold <laughs> on a second. Wait, wait, you mean uh, they didn't work with them? Like, they, they, they did not Like, they didn't have, accept so them? They like, did not have children of color. In the... They were all Caucasian babies. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So, my parents found Children's Home Society. Um, damn. It was Catholic... Cath- actually, no, it was... Um, it was... I think it was a, uh, an agency here. It was Catholic Charities. And then they kind of referred my parents to Children's Home Society um, because they just didn't have, but not that my parents were necessarily like, oh, I want a a baby of color, but they just, they only had specific Mm. of that, you know, because they just, yeah, no, no, they didn't. Um, That's so, man. Yeah, I think that I, I think I started with Catholic Charities and then they also transitioned me to um, Children's Home Society. If if you, because let's just see where this lands before I even say anything else. If you adopted a child, would their orientation matter? And if so, why? Um... Are you asking me personally or yeah. in general? For me, yeah. no. I mean, oh, okay. no. Okay. I'm, I'm a mixed baby. My siblings are, they're all mixed. So, my... you, so you take a little Korean baby? I, yeah, for sure. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, you know, my, my parents are white. My older brother is white and Hispanic, and my younger brother is black and white. Like the only reason, the only reason, because people are like, "Oh, what's wrong with you?" The only reason I ask that question is because it clearly is a point of interest for people. For you know, for, for me, it wouldn't matter. I think some people feel like, you know, there are all sorts of ways of having this conversation. Like, can I give this baby what they need? Like, can I? <laughs> I think there have been certain shows. Maybe Atlanta did something like this. But if like a, like you like you like a white mom taking like a black child, but you don't know how to do their hair or some shit like like you don't know how to mm-hmm. you know. But you would. But I would hope that you would try to learn black hair you like should, different and you textures. Know, it's funny. I remember seeing a video. I think it was like on Twitter or something, and it was a white mom. It was that exact same situation. A white mom doing her adopted child who's black mm-hmm. her hair, and everyone's like, "Oh, good for her." 
well, no, you, you've adopted this child, mm. so it is your job to, you know, to do what works parent. for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't just, yeah, that's <laughs> not a round of, that's like when you applaud the dad for babysitting. No, that's, that's your child. He's like, oh, that's you a are father doing, with this right, <laughs> You are doing what you were supposed to be doing. Um, granted, you know, firsthand, oh, I know yeah. it can be a learning curve because my mom did not know how to do my hair. Yeah. I didn't know how to do my hair. Right. Yeah, I didn't learn how to do my hair until well like after high school i mean i was still yeah. figuring it out but you know she tried uh you can't yeah but it's not a round of applause like well mom that's what you're supposed to be doing and, and so and so I, I that's why i ask you the question because yeah there's a very very deeply human part of you that's like if, it, if it's a baby and maybe it doesn't have because I'm certain that they have like facts about them, like their genealogy or their parents, at least, or something like that. Um, if they don't come I from mean, psychotic stock, it, I might. It's a it's a case, but and it, yeah, I, mean, I might purchase this baby. Which is funny. Um, my parents, um, their caseworker had told them about this other baby who was up for adoption, but the mom, the baby was born like in the mental health institution with his mm. mom, who was a diagnosed schizophrenic whose biological father also, I think, was schizophrenic or had some Ooh. other kind of mental illness. So, Double whammy. Right. So in situations like that, yeah, you'd get the heads yeah. up and it just was not. Yeah, was I'm not, sorry, man. Not, sorry, little guy. Right. I just can't take the it was, risk. It was not. I can't. I can't. I can't wake up one night and you sitting at the foot of the bed, like looking <laughs> at me like I can't. I just can't, bro. I can't. Right. I'm sorry. Right. And, you know, yeah, I mean, my parent, my my uh my older brother had his own um difficulties that my parents had to work with yeah. um nothing <clears throat> schizophrenic like but he there was their own difficulties there and i just couldn't imagine if you know, the baby was i also you know another thing is and, and now this is clearly a very layered discussion but some people would say are you going to give them their culture like are you going to give them their history because i'm not korean right i feel like i would take a korean baby mm -hmm. But I don't know how to speak that language. Mm -hmm. I don't know the customs. And the thing is, like, what I learned, what I learned how to what speak Korean. I don't know if I'm going, if, if this is going to get that far. <laughs> I could learn some things, but so that's another thing. If if that's something that you feel like ought to matter, you know, I. I don't. What do you think? I th I think it's just a case by case. I mean, I think that you have some parents who would prefer to adopt a child that looks like them. Mm -hmm. um, I was raised by two white parents, so for me, it's not a problem. I can have you know an Asian baby. I can have a white baby. It doesn't matter to me. Um, and I also, with with that in mind, um, my parents didn't. Um, I, I I don't think they like exposed me to that kind of culture. I I grew up you know in a predominantly white neighborhood. A lot of my friends were white. Um, it wasn't really until I got older that I started kind of dabbing into that myself. Um, so I don't necessarily, I don't think, you know, it's something that should be hidden from the kid. Um, but I don't know that I would go out of my way to do everything that represents their culture. Um, like their birthday <laughs> parties. coming in, we playing K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just birthday parties that are themed within their culture. That's that you might be doing a little you might be doing a little bit much. But if they get older and they ask, then sure, you know, we can yeah. we can figure it out together. I think I'm I think ultimately Korean. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely like <laughs> no. you barely know English. <laughs> 
heard me saw myself there. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like y'all heard me stuttering I, earlier. <laughs> I feel like it was it, it would be fine. I honestly would be I'd be psyched to just create a very interesting human being like that, where it was like it's a Korean dude, but he clearly had like just grew up around a black dude, but like, <laughs> you know, and like, but but also a black dude that thinks the way that I do about things. So you're going to have like this Korean dude that <laughs> clearly came from like black stock right. <laughs> to some it's degree. Like I've seen but- some videos of this. Um, it was an Asian woman and you wouldn't expect her to, you know, sound the way she did, but she came out and she sounded like he, she was like straight out of Brooklyn. Mm. Um, like she, she was out in these streets, these are mm. her streets and you wouldn't expect that, but you know, I don't know where she was raised and who she was raised yeah. by and you never know sometimes you never know yeah it's funny when a certain like accent comes out mm-hmm. like like a, like an asian dude with like a country accent is fucking right like, like those right. types of things <laughs> like you'll hear a song like oh that sounds good and you look at like what <laughs> <laughs> this was by whom <laughs> yeah so <clears throat> those things those things are interesting but i i think that you have you might have a bit more of a chance of being freer if you if you do grow up that way, where the people that are raising you don't necessarily look like you and you're you're just you're growing up with different people. So it's probably already going to be very difficult for you to just hate people that look like that just mm-hmm. on the merit of them looking like that, meaning like racism dissolves like it has. It, it probably is going to have much less of a grasp on you because you're just growing up around other people automatically and not only other people, but other people that brought you in. That mm-hmm. that did you a great service. So and so I, I don't know if you would just have just just such a pride. Because again, I I think that these two things play along with each other, but they get very, you know, conflated sometimes and convoluted, which is having pride in something and then willing to like fight, like you become it's sort of like patriotism and nationalism. Like patriotism, people are like, oh, it's cool. He's a patriot. You know what I mean? Like he loves his country. And then like nationalism just seems like it's just like a nastier word. It seems like it's just an extreme version, which I believe is exactly the definition. Like it is like an extreme, like a furthered version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that there's just you want to be able to be prideful of things because people are going to be prideful of things. It could be their favorite football team. It could be their skin color, whatever. But you also, there is a point of insanity. There's a point where you take that thing too far. You you just, it becomes a little too much of mm-hmm. you, you know, and, and you're no longer realizing that. You're not just like playing a game anymore. Um, <clears throat> and so... I think it would be really cool to just grow up with some different people that teach you different things about different people and you just you just grow up and then maybe you're not as shackled to an idea of who you are and who you're kind of supposed to be based upon you growing up in a household of people just wanting to hammer into you mm-hmm. the type of person you're supposed to be. Yeah. You know. I think that because there's... because if it's a Korean dude, you're not going to be talking to him like hey you are a korean boy you're gonna have like you know what i mean you wouldn't do that but maybe a korean father would say that to his child yeah you know what i mean so you you know you might say that to a black young person like listen 
you're a black man. You're going to have to work much harder than anyone else and blah, blah, blah. You might get that from a black parent, but like maybe another parent, you don't get that. Yeah. Because they're just like, hey, you just have to work hard in this world. Yeah. But you don't get the because you're black. You just get, hey, you're going to have to work really hard for things that you want in this world. And like that can just be a very powerful thing in itself and, and not as constrictive mm -hmm. and maybe slightly corrosive yeah. Because I think it probably and I is. think that there's absolutely pros and cons to both. Because right. at the same time, um, you know, I almost feel sheltered mm. to a lot of it as well. Like I, I just I was really ignorant to a lot of what other people were facing because of their skin color. You know, I, I knew of stuff, um, but I didn't really know of stuff um, until much later. So I think to your point, yes, definitely. And I absolutely, I wouldn't change it at all. I love the way that I was raised. I'm blessed with my family. Um, but there are some things that um, I just wasn't exposed to that could, you know, it'd be, it just would have been nice and a little more knowledgeable um, mm. of things going on um, rather than kind of when I got older. But <laughs> racism is like the stupidest thing <laughs> in the whole world like well, it's just it's just <laughs> it's just so stupid it doesn't anything it just doesn't make sense to me that's, it but doesn't that's, make but sense but that's to what's me. funny that people like really be racist it just doesn't make sense and it's to like me. well like why are you hating just like wow any of i mean just wow. that um you know homophobia it just it it does it just genuinely doesn't make sense it's, to me. it's very very it just wild doesn't make sense to me at all it's very very wild I think that people just don't have enough real engagement and participation with the world. Like it's just, it's just, it just comes down to that, man. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, because you people are just looking at the wrong things. They're just looking right. at the wrong, like the, and that, and that is sheerly indicative of that fact. The people, the fact that people. Or even out here worried about what someone looks like in that sense. Mm -hmm. There's so, that just means that you are just missing the whole point. Like mm -hmm. you, like you're just missing everything. Right. You're looking past everything and just just looking for the stupidest, right. the stupidest just, thing to just, just I, have your panties in a bunch about. Right. Cannot comprehend. It's yeah. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. At all. It's pretty bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so you made a, a reference to Atlanta um, mm -hmm. earlier, and I was, it was funny. So I was going to ask you if you watched it. I still have two episodes left of this last season. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So you've watched up to. Oh yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know what the last episode is. It is it over? Is the season finale out? The, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I believe so. I think I believe there are ten episodes this season. I think. I wonder if the last one I watched was the finale. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought I was caught so, up, but so you, you're watching this season. Mm -hmm. Okay, well maybe yeah. I, don't know. I just hit like oh new episode next. Let's play. And you're watching it on Hulu. Mm -hmm. Okay, <clears throat> and you don't know how many episodes you watched. Nope. Okay. What was the last episode? So you you have two. Left. I just yeah. So I just watched an episode. No, that's the next episode. Oh, so then I must be done. So yeah, because I just watched the episode where uh, Lottie had her her birthday okay Lottie had her birthday out at a big campground with Ern and yep Vanessa yep and okay and then Alfred was the next one then I guess I did watch the finale um trippy episode yeah um but it, it's funny because um what is this is it Darius yeah yeah 
have has my, you? That's my man. Okay. <laughs> has anyone ever told you? Okay. <laughs> I I figured. <laughs> I was like, I know I just have to like just start saying the words, and he's gonna know where I'm going with this. But every time he comes on camera, I'm like, Earl, <laughs> when did you get casted? <laughs> Especially this last episode. <laughs> oh, I'm really man. excited for you to watch this one then. That's um, really funny. Because, I mean, just in a whole, yeah. he's you, you are him. That's are funny. We, um, I don't know how I feel about that. He's a weird I, guy. I mean, I'm also a very weird guy. But I, I love him. Yeah. I, I mean, right. He is... He's a weird guy. He's weird. You, yeah. Okay, you're not quite, you know, fully Darius, but there La- are Lakeith, similarities. Lakeith Stanfield, the actor that plays him, is a weird guy. Is he? I yeah. when, He's not Darius, but he's his own. Ver- he's a, still a weird after guy. After this, I guess the finale, I wanted to go and watch an interview of him just to mm. see what he's like, you know, off camera. Um, so it's interesting that he also is. Sometimes he's fucking around. Like sometimes he'll do an interview and he'll play a character. Oh, that's fine. Just like just to fuck around with the people, like he won't be himself, or, or you know, or he will, but he'll be extremely just facetious mm-hmm. and sarcastic and, and just very playful, you know. So he's he's a lot of things. Like yeah. you can catch him in a lot of different moments, being a lot of different things. That's interesting. Yeah, he's a he's a fascinating guy. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like looks and just the way. Yo, he- you say I look like Lakeith <laughs> Stanfield is so funny. You think I my face look like looks like Lakeith Stanfield's face? Um, in a way, okay. but I also, you also reminded me a lot of Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that you've heard this before, yes. Will Smith, and have you not heard it? And, of, and, I've, okay. and I've heard it of okay. Darius, There's yes. just like little bits and pieces. Yes, You're yeah, just... the, the last time I heard it about Darius, the character Darius, someone said, because someone also has said just Lakeith Stanfield, just as a person, clearly you just said his face, so clearly mm-hmm. Darius as well, because their faces don't change. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's but, the same um, person. But the last time I heard them say Darius, uh, it was my friend Nick, and he said, yeah, you know, it's just that thing about him that's like he doesn't, he's clearly like not really on the same page with everyone, and he <laughs> he like, well. and he doesn't really, like, he doesn't really know a ton of stuff, but he definitely has a very, very strong sense of like wisdom and, and, that, and peace. And that's the part. The, the first, you, yes. you lost me in the first half. <laughs> because that is not at all you. Okay. Yes, he is very disconnected at times. <laughs> very, very disconnected. <laughs> but it is his, his just one with himself. Yes. And his hippie ways yes. and his just in touch with nature. That that that's where the mm. resemblance comes in yeah. the face. He oh, usually but. seems quite unbothered. Very, very. <laughs> and I, I'm excited. I'm gonna have when you watch the finale. I want you to text me afterwards. That, I'm curious sure. to hear your thoughts on this one. For sure. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's been a it's been a fun ride. I really enjoyed that show. Me too. They did a really good job. I could, I imagine, a show like that, for the act for everyone involved in making something like that. Just people looking back like, damn, we got to make that show. Mm-hmm. You know, like, man, remember all those years we were together? Like those, like that type of thing. Where you just look back like a fucking Seinfeld or a Game of Thrones. Just something where you look back like, whoa. Yeah. Like that was a fucking behemoth of a show. And we all were there all those years creating mm-hmm. these bonds and it just looks like it's so much fun it, yeah it looks like they yeah. have so much some of those fun. episodes are just you know yeah. they have yeah. so much fun going to work yeah those are the ones i always like episodes like that where i'm like i just know that they had fun doing that that was just a fun scene to film 
Yeah. Were you watching it when it like first started airing? Uh, I think I got on a little bit afterwards, but not super late, like where I could just like binge everything. That was like, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't s- think so. I started. Maybe. What are we in? November. I think August. Somewhere, somewhere around there, I started watching it. It's a beautiful show. It he's, is. He's a great guy. He's very talented, man. Singing his ass off. Mm-hmm. Remember the first time I heard Redbone? I didn't know what the hell was going on. I was in the car with Duty and RJ, and they was playing something, and I was like, damn, bro. I was like, I was like, I can't, but like, this is such great music. Like, I was like, who, who is this? And they were like, you don't know who this is? And I was like, nah, they were like, who do you think it is? And I was like, I was trying to listen to it. I was like, I was like, I don't even know this old ass nigga. Like, who is this? <laughs> like, who who even is this person? Like, it ain't fucking Marvin Gaye. It ain't it ain't Stevie no. Wonder. It ain't like no. I was like I was like, who is this? And they were like, that's hilarious. I was like, we just gonna let you listen to it, and then we'll tell you who it is at the end. And I'm listening to it, and this whole time I think it's someone that made a song back in the fucking '80s or something like that. Not at all. Not at all. And then they're like, yeah, it's fucking. Childish Gambino, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Was he here. still? Oh, oh, so you did know of him? I uh, mean, you just him as a person. Well, I mean, before like, the you show, know them telling you Childish Gambino, so you knew of it. I knew that. Yeah, I knew that he was a man. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't watching Atlanta, but I knew. But he had done plenty of other stuff. I didn't. I wasn't even actually a fan of his other show. Was that one? Um, Community. Community. I wasn't really? even. But oh, I. But I knew okay. that he was. That he was on that. I knew that. He, I think he had done. He has like w- at least one stand up special. I used to see some of his freestyles on like Sway in the Morning. I know that he has like a famous freestyle on Sway in the Morning. So I would like see him around. Like I knew he was a guy that did a bunch of things, mm-hmm. but so I, I didn't know it was. Was just, he still under Childish Gambino with Redbone, or is that when he had switched to Glover? The, oh, that's because he. he I was, think that was Childish Gambino. He was Childish Gambino, I think and that's then what he the decided to go by Donald Glover. Oh. Um, yeah, that's nice. I would always I would go by my name if I ever did anything. I did. Or line hooks. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be like, you're like, what am I even going to come up with? Like, who the fuck? Like, know. you know what I'm saying? I wonder, like, how did you come up with, like, Lil Baby? Yeah, like, yeah. 21 like, Savage. Who am I going to? Well, Lil Baby's story is very interesting. Is it? He has a very, very interesting documentary on Hulu, I believe it is. It's either Hulu or Amazon, but just look it up. It's Amazon, actually. He was the man before he started rapping. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't even have to really start rapping. I mean, he he should have because he probably would have got killed or ended up in jail at some point in time. But he was selling wild weight oh. down there in Atlanta. And he he knew Young Thug and Young Thug knew him and all that sort of stuff. And Young Thug would just give him money to just try to get him off the street. Just like, bro, like how much money would you make today selling or whatever? He's just like 20 grand. He was like, here, take 20 grand, go home. Like that's how young thugs talking too, like nonchalantly too. Right. Like, here, take this twenty grand, like go home, bro. Like get off the street, like hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. <laughs> and is so he, he was living the rap life. So he was in the clubs. Like everyone knew him. He was super popular all throughout Atlanta. Like, he grew up out the mud. He had nothing. They had videos. He grew up in the hood of hoods mm. where almost people were just dying every day. It was just. It was. The hood of hoods. Terrible, terrible place. And he made it up out of that. And it's just very, very wild to look at. So I, I forget if that was even in there, like where a little baby came from. It maybe slipped in my mind if it was. I don't know where that came from. Um, but it was very, very interesting. Like just stardom for him. The way that that just, like just skyrocketed. 
yeah, he just he just started rapping and it wasn't really that great at first. And then he just like found his flow and like his little thing that he does and it just popped and he just he, he got out there. But he was in them streets, though. Yeah, I he mean, was the, in the streets. stories behind their stories are always interesting, um, which is rappers. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I'm always curious to, you know, hear like I had no idea. You know, it's it's interesting to hear their background. Um, it's how they come up with their names that these, some oh, of yeah. these names are just yeah they're usually just you know like some wow. like some like some street the shit um, I did no damn they definitely did talk about how he got his name damn you little, know, little baby. baby duh baby there's just too many babies out here the, the, <laughs> 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 I don't really think that duh baby is gonna continue to have such a, I, I don't really got him. Little baby, I forgot about him. Yeah, honestly. yeah, because it just got old. Um, I looked up little babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Little baby spent time with a lot of the older heads when he was younger. I remember this. When he wouldn't answer his mom's calls, she would go out and check on him. His older friends would tease him, calling him baby, because his mom was always checking on him. That name stuck, hence Lil Baby. Okay. That would make... I can yeah, see so that, that one. So that's, but there are, there are uh, some ridiculous ones out here. Yeah, just Which maybe they have... Maybe it sounds ridiculous, but they have a good... Maybe just like a childhood A good little backstory to it. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe yeah, just, yeah, I would just go by my name. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. need you to start calling me anything else. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't want to do that. I don't want to like a, a persona. Although, people that did personas right, like... Uh, the band The Gorillas or uh, Dead Mouse, Daft Punk, any of these sort of bands that have complete anonymity and they're mm-hmm. able to do their thing and no one knows who the fuck they are. Like you, they'd walk past you in a in a store, you never know it was them. Right. That's pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think if it's a band, if you have multiple people in it, it'd be hard. I mean, you're just gonna list everyone's names. Now introducing, and then you're just gonna go through everyone's name. You need, you need like a name. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean now introducing? Who's who's doing the introducing? Well, like if they're like, well, I guess they're in, um, okay. Putting aside them, who you know they don't want their identity shown. You know, you're saying that they have this persona and they use this different name rather than their actual name. Yeah. But if it's a band and you have oh, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. four members in the group, mm. like you know, all right, let's go on tour to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's just Aerosmith. You don't go down. It's just the Beatles. You don't go down the whole list. Yeah, I get it. You get a name like that. Is there anything else that we that we need to that we need to talk to talk about? Do we anything that we left out? We need to really, really get to. This has been this has been very enjoyable. They just they just fly past, man. They just fly past. So much fun. I'm so glad that you came back. Me too. Thanks for having me back. A whole year later. Yep. Yep. Almost. I think it was. Like the Saturday after That's so cool. Thanksgiving, so yeah, that makes sense. And hopefully, um, can get back with Stokes. That'll be a good spicy episode. Yeah, man, you guys are just too funny. It, like, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I'll probably end up just playing the mediator. Yeah, probably. You're just gonna sit back, like, and just listen, see what's going on. Yeah, see what type of relationship you guys have. Man. You know, like for real, for real. like just see it firsthand and just I sit there. Like and, well, I guess you've only seen. Uh, yeah, look, I know, but th- relationships are so interesting to me. Like they're so, you know, because I think about what it is to be a friend to someone a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> you can't do. In my experience, you can't do like 
romantic relationships the way you do like your friend relationships. It's not the same. You don't have the same level of stake, right? Because you're not really building a life with your friends the way in which you would a significant other. And so when it comes to having conversations about the way that that person lives life, there's a ton of things that you're just kind of going to like let go. You just, they're going to be certain non-negotiables, certain values that you're going to hold. And it, clearly if this person's a, a psychopath, they like to just beat up on people in the street. You can't hang out with them. You don't want to be that person's mm -hmm. friend. But if they meet most of like your requirements, anything past that is just, well, that's just the way you live life. You know what I mean? Like that's just, as long as you're a solid person, you treat people well, you treat me well, you, you cool, we have enough shared interests we'll probably end up being friends you know stars align whatever the fuck it is that makes people friends we'll be friends but as far as having conversation that is deep enough and could be contentious enough for a lot of really big change to happen i don't think that that's always usual uh usually um acceptable ground for a lot of people in their their relationships. So I don't know exactly just just how deep in the dough you all get when it comes to conversation because sometimes it's just like, you know what? We're going to back away from this one, whatever. We're just going to we're just going to agree to disagree. We're just going to walk away. You know, as opposed to continuing that. Yeah, I mean, we it, it's definitely all of the above. Mm -hmm. um, there are times where we do get into deep conversation. Um, and then there's times where we butt heads and we're just like, you know what? We're just to agree, disagree. It's just, it's not, it's just not aligning. It's just going to be, it is what it is. Um, but we do have some great conversations. I think that's it's one of the fun things about Stokes is that we can have those good conversations. And he would take this as a perfect opportunity to throw out that there are people that say like, you know, just watching us, there's the great chemistry there mm. um, because we can have those conversations. Um, and then he'd go off a little bullshit bit. Yeah. All of us, but, um, Understood. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it'd be fun. <laughs> good. Um, good. Cause we're going to do it. It'll be, a good I've one. already made my mind up. I mean, we, as soon as you guys came up with the idea, which is already like a year ago at this point, I think we, cause we talked about it last time. We, we like that, that we should do one. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah, just, Whenever, whenever it all comes together. Yep, he'll be off his sugar-free Red Bull and hopefully, hopefully just water. Nigga, just drink your water. Like I said, you can't, you can't save these people, man. You just gotta let them be who they're gonna be. That's that's exactly what I'm talking about. There's nothing you can do. Um, all right, this is episode 147. That's crazy. Yes, I know, right? I just keep doing this thing. I just, I just keep going. Thank now. you, everybody. Peace. Thank you. Peace.